blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, Gil Martin here, and Gil Martin here, so glad you could join us for the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So much to talk about on today's show. First, want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does now include YouTube, so you could watch this show, not just listen to it. If you want to do that, just go to YouTube, search for Locked On Islanders, and uh Hopefully you'll have as much fun watching the shows as I do putting them together. Islanders, with a great performance, probably their strongest performance of the season so far. Four goals by Brock Nelson, a 6-2 win past the Montreal Canadiens. They were up 5-0 and just sort of cruised to the victory. So uh, we'll break it all down on today's show. We also have... uh, A preview of Saturday's game in Winnipeg, Sunday's game in Minnesota, a busy weekend for the Islanders, three games in four days, and we will have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we have a couple of uh, emails from fans to answer, so we've got an action-packed show for you today. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss Feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Let's get right to it. The Islanders skate away with a 6-2 win over the Canadiens. And Brock Nelson, obviously the big story of the game, but far from the only story. Four goals on seven shots for Brock Nelson. You know, he's usually so good in the month of October, they call it Brocktober. Well, Islanders didn't play a lot of games in October this year. So here we are in the first Islanders game of November. And I guess Brocktober was held over because Nelson, with his first career NHL four-goal game, and, you know, this wasn't the kind of uh, game that makes highlight reels. None of these goals were end-to-end rushes or or very beautiful shots by Brock Nelson, but they were Islander-type goals. He went to the net. He got rebounds. He scored from in close. He took some good passes and put them home. And as the game progressed, you could see the confidence 
of Brock Nelson growing, and he just got better and better as the game went on. Three assists also for Anthony Bevilier. That was uh, huge. And then Zdeno Chara, uh, basically, with his first point, he had an assist. He was a plus two. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom with another goal that was a goal scorer's goal and great to see. We talked on yesterday's show about Zach Parise starting, you know, it's time for him to start coming out of his slump. Two assists for Parise. He had his best game as an Islander. Chara had his best game. And J.G. Pajot got off the schneid. He had a goal and an assist as well. And just overall, a very strong performance by the New York Islanders. You know, in the third period, they ended up giving up two goals. But it was 5 nine after 40 minutes, and the Islanders more or less cruised. Why did they win? You know what? This is a typical Islanders win. They allowed 38 shots on goal in this game. And I had to do a double take when I first saw the statistic because the majority of those chances were not high-quality scoring chances, at least not until the third period. And on those few occasions when Montreal did have a quality scoring chance, when the Islanders turned the puck over, Ilya Sorokin was outstanding, and he managed to bail his team out. The Islanders just played a strong, strong overall game, and... You knew the the outcome was really, by the end of the second period, never in doubt. Jake Allen chased after 40 minutes, and uh, Sam Montembeau came in, didn't give up a goal, the, the last goal by Brock Nelson, into the empty net. But overall, this was the Islanders' strongest performance of the year so far. And, you know, some of the things we needed to see, uh, Zach Parise's turnaround. J.G. Pajot turnaround. That third line of Pajot, Parise, and Wallstrom had a very strong game. Brock Nelson, outstanding. Uh, better game from Zdeno Chara. More solid goaltending. Just overall, uh, a great game. And the Islanders had a number of quality scoring chances as well that, you know, they earned by being aggressive and, and, and getting the job done. So a lot of shots allowed, but not a lot of quality scoring chances. Sorokin got the job done on those occasions when they did give up the scoring chances. And overall, you just had to be very pleased with the way the Islanders handled it. Always a concern when you've only played one game over the last 10 days. Is the team going to be rested, or is the team going to be rusty? Well, guess what? This team was rested. They were fresh. They had jump. They were quick. They hit. They came back and back-checked. They forechecked well. Uh, you know, even though the, the fourth line didn't get a lot of offensive production, although Casey Sezikis did have an assist, they did their job as well with Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck just, uh, you know, doing their thing. How about six hits for Matt Martin in that game? If the Islanders play every game like this, they are going to be one very difficult team to beat 
the rest of the way. And the, the good thing about it, in my mind, more than anything, is that this team overall is playing better and better hockey as the season progresses. You're not seeing, you know, the first two games, they really did not look ready. They didn't look sharp. After those first two games, yeah, there have been a few hiccups here and there, some bad periods, some bad shifts, etc. But this team is getting better and better. The overall trajectory for the Islanders is the arrow is pointed upwards, and it is just a great thing to see. So Islanders 6, Canadians 2, maybe you take it with a little grain of salt because Montreal is struggling so much right now. But when you look at the overall situation, when you say that the Islanders are now, you know, eight games into a 13-game road trip, uh, when you look at the numbers and what they've been able to get done this year, four, two, and two through eight games, 10 points, you got to love that. And again, getting closer and closer to that final goal. We've got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We have two emails from listeners that we'll get to. We'll preview both of this weekend's games. And a former Islander captain is our Islander's birthday of the day. Lots more to get to right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I'll tell you, I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and they pack plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie, and they're all low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. And all the bars and all the flavors are covered in 100% real Chocolate. So share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. And this month, new surprises. All month long, lots of limited time flavors arriving at Built Bar at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a, a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Once again, want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got... Two games to preview this weekend, Saturday. The Islanders in Winnipeg to take on the Jets. Jets off to a 5-2-2 start. They will be playing the Blackhawks in Winnipeg uh, on Friday. So it will be a back-to-back for the Jets. But the Jets kind of hot right now, uh, having won four of their last five games. And you look at Winnipeg. 
Obviously, you know, you're going to get good goaltending most of the time from Connor Helbus, uh, Busick. And then, you know, sixth in the league in goals scored. They are a uh, team that is explosive and powerful. Their power play, dangerous, ranked third in the league right now at 28.6%. Where the Islanders may be able to take advantage is on the, the Islander power play, Winnipeg's penalty kill next to last in the league. Yeah, ranked, ranked even lower than Montreal's. Only a 62.5% kill rate. That is an area that I think the Islanders can take advantage of. And even though the power play didn't necessarily click against Montreal, they continued to create chances and move the puck well. And that means that the goals will come. You look at the line combinations for Winnipeg so far. You have a very, very talented first line. Pierre-Luc Dubois centers it. Kyle Connor and Evgeny Svechnikov are his wingers. You have Andrew Kopp centering the second line with Paul Stastny and Nikolai Ellers on either side of him. Mark Shifley is the third line pivot with Adam Lowry and Blake Wheeler as his wings. And then Riley Nash... He centers Jensen Harkins and Dominic Toninato on the fourth line. Defensively, Josh Morrissey and Nate Schmidt, the top pair. Brandon Dillon and Neil Pionk are the second pairing, with Logan Stanley and Dylan DeMello as the third pairing. Again, you know, Eric Comrie, the backup goalie to Connor Helbusick. So a, a talented Jets team, a team that is definitely capable of making that long playoff run, and the Islanders certainly have to be careful. Kyle Connor right now leading the team. He's got seven goals and 14 points. Pierre-Luc Dubois also has seven goals. And, you know, Nate Schmidt, eight assists. Neil Pionk, eight assists. But for Nate Schmidt, five of those helpers have come on the power play. He is dangerous on the man advantage and the Islanders definitely have to be aware of that situation. So Winnipeg going to be a tough challenge, and maybe the Islanders are lucky catching the Jets on the second day of a back-to-back. I expect, although I don't know for sure, but I expect that we will see uh Simeon Varlamov in one of these two games more likely to be the Saturday game in Winnipeg just because it gives an extra day of rest to uh, Ilya Sorokin, who continues to play well. But with the back-to-back, I think it's time for Varley's NHL debut from this season. Then Sunday, we talked about the revenge tour uh, of Zach Parise. That's because they will be in Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Wild. The Wild, middle of the pack at goal scored, their 12th goals against their 23rd in the league, a little more vulnerable. Again, the penalty kill, 25th in the league, not so good. The Islanders' power play should be able to get into a groove as a result of what they of the teams that they are facing right now in these last three games, or, or at least the Montreal game, and then the next two games where they will be facing, uh, you know, Winnipeg and then Minnesota. So some opportunities for the power play 
to really get going. We'll look at the line combinations for the Minnesota Wild. Joel Erickson Eck is the first line center with Marcus Felino and Kevin Fiala on his wings. So that's the top line. Frederick Goudreau centers Cyril Kaprasov and Ryan Hartman on the second line. Nico Sturm, Brandon Duhame, and Nick Bukestad are the third line, while the fourth line center is Connor DeWar, Adam Beckman, and Kyle Rao are the wingers on that line. As far as the defense pairings go, the top pairing, Dmitry Kulikov, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen and Matthew Dumba are the second pairing. John Merrill and Kalen Addison are the third pair. And of course, your goaltending, Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen, some names that may be familiar to New York area hockey fans. Talbot, the better of the two goalies so far, and he's played in eight of the first nine games. Minnesota will be in action on Saturday. So they will also be playing back-to-backs, and that that means both teams will be in back-to-back situations on Sunday. Uh, Minnesota coming from Pittsburgh, where they will be taking on the Penguins. Right now, through nine games, the Wild are 6-3, and and Cam Talbot, as I mentioned, has played in eight of those games. Stats aren't great. 2-7-2 goals against average, 9-0-5 save percentage. Uh, The big goal scorer so far, Marcus Foligno with four. Matt Zuccarello has three, but he was not available uh, in their last game. So you got to keep an eye out. Zuccarello, Matthew Boldy, uh, Rem Pitlick, and Alex uh, Galagoski all listed as day-to-day, although Boldy is on the IR. So keep an eye out to see whether Zuccarello is back in the lineup for the Wild. Two challenging games coming up for the Islanders, and hopefully they will be able to put something together. And look, you know, it's hard on the road to win back-to-back games when you're traveling, especially in that, look, Islanders traveling internationally here. If the Islanders can get two points this weekend, that's fine. If they can get three points or more, that is gravy, and it really sets them up to have a strong finish to this 13-game season opening road trip that creates such a challenge for the Islanders, and I am looking forward very much to seeing what this team can do, and really importantly, looking forward to seeing what happens with... uh, Simeon Varlamov, when he finally gets back into the lineup. We have more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got two emails from listeners. We'll talk about that. Plus, uh, we have our Islanders birthday of the day, and it is a former Islanders captain, so make sure you join us for that. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON. 
to receive your bonus. So just for being a listener of the Locked On Islanders podcast and plugging in the promo code Locked On, you'll get free money to bet at betonline.ag when you make that first deposit. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head on over to Bet Online where the game starts. Time now for our Island Birthday of the Day. Want to wish a very happy 48th birthday to former Islander center Alexi Yashin. Yashin originally selected. In the first round, second overall by the Ottawa Senators in the 1992 NHL entry draft. One year later, uh, after playing a couple of years in Moscow, came over to the Senators, scored 30 goals, 79 points as a rookie, and was a you know the the centerpiece of the big trade in 2001 that brought him to the island. Had 32 goals and 75 points in his first year with the Islanders. Two more 20-plus goal seasons with the Isles. Stayed with the team through 2006-2007 before heading back to Russia and the KHL. In his NHL career, 781 points in 850 games. 337 of those were goals. 48 playoff games, 11 goals, 27 points. And with the Islanders, he made the playoffs in four different years, including his first three with the team, and yes, he did serve as the Islanders' captain. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Isles, March 25th, 2003, at the United Center in Chicago. Garth Snow, the Islanders' goalie, up against Steve Passmore for the Blackhawks, and it was the Islanders with four first-period goals to absolutely break on top. Mark Parrish struck first just a minute 17 into the game, his 23rd from Justin Papineau and Michael Pekka. Less than a minute later, Alexi Yashin, our Islanders' birthday of the day. His 19th from Oleg Kavasha and Aaron Asham at 2.04. And then Justin Papineau, his third from Pekka and Parrish at 6.37. Made it 3-0 Islanders. Then the power play gets going. Ex-Islander Chris Simon off for roughing. Alexi Yashin, his second of the game. 20th of the year, Mark Parrish and Roman Hammerlick with the assists. 4-0 Islanders after one. Oleg Kavasha makes it 5-0 Islanders early in the second period, but then two goals by Igor Radulov, uh, including one on the power play with Yanni Ninema in the penalty box. That made, all of a sudden, a 5-2 game, but the Islanders walked away with it. Alexi Yashin early in the third. His third of the game, that's the hat-trick goal, 21st of the year. Kavasha and Asham with the assist. And then 12 seconds later, Yashin strikes for a fourth time. Asham and Radek Martinek with the assist. Dave Scatcherd, a third goal in a total of 36 seconds. His 26 from Jason Blake and Jason Weimer. And then Aaron Asham closes out the scoring. Adrian Acoin and Radek Martinek with the assist. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Alexi Yashin, four goals on five shots. He was a plus four. The Islanders win this one 9-2, 21 saves for Garth Snow. Islanders out shooting the Blackhawks 29-23. to 
Uh, a four-goal game we remember as we celebrate last night's four-goal game by Brock Nelson, but this one by Alexi Yashin. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him certainly all the best. All right, we have uh, two listener emails. Uh, first, Olivia from New York. I would like to know where Varlamov is with his injury and when is he coming back. Uh, okay, Olivia, we want to let you know uh, he's active. He's on the roster. He was the backup goalie for the last few games. The Islanders have a back-to-back coming up this weekend, as we mentioned, with games in Winnipeg and Minnesota. I would say the odds are very, very strong that Simeon Varlamov starts one of those games, and that is something that I think, uh, you know, is Varlamov fans and Islander fans have to look forward to. So thank you very much, Olivia, for that question, and thanks so much for listening. It is great to hear from you. Then we hear from Charlie, uh, and Charlie uh, says, Gil, obviously the issue is firepower that holds us back. Of course, if everyone played up to their potential, it wouldn't be so acute. I think the Islanders need to go out and make the moves needed to get Patrick Kane on this team. Obviously, you need to give the Blackhawks a boatload, but ultimately, he could be the spark and linchpin to a couple of cups. He's a good leader. He's an experienced player. He's still got something left in the tank. And the Blackhawks are certainly in rebuilding mode, and Lord knows they're going through enough turmoil right now. I don't think this is the kind of move that the Islanders would make until we get closer to the trade deadline. And as of right now, we still don't know if, uh, you know, if Patrick Kane is actually available, but it's an intriguing possibility, Charlie, and something that we'll keep an eye on. I don't think it's likely for salary cap reasons, but we'll see. And talking about salary cap reasons, the Islanders making a cap-only real move trading the rights to Johnny Boychuk to the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday in exchange for future considerations. That takes Boychuk off the long-term injured list, fixes the Islanders' cap situation, helps Buffalo get under the cap ceiling, uh, uh, above the floor, rather, and works for both teams. Johnny Boychuk obviously retired, not coming back, but his cap hit is now going to affect and help the Buffalo Sabres. So we will be back on Monday with uh, a new show. We will have a look back at the key takeaways from both of this weekend's games. Should be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. And of course, let's go Islanders.